You're listening to Politics Weekly. To uh, be big underdogs uh, in the race uh, for the uh, the presidency. One of them is uh, joining me today. We can survive all those systems. What's going to happen if you legalize it completely? Politics Weekly is a podcast on politics, news, and principles. everyone welcome back to politics weekly welcome back to a new episode after a few weeks uh joining me today i have jack david pleasance from the dorm room talk show uh thank you for joining me today jack yeah thanks for having me on uh so uh tell tell us a little bit about your podcast like what, what do you do on your podcast what's the format yeah, for sure. So it's basically me and a buddy from college. We both are, uh, we both like politics a lot, and uh, basically started an Instagram account. And we call it a podcast, but basically all we do is we make uh, uh, right-leaning conservative uh, views uh, videos about various topics, and we post it off of Instagram. And then, you know, we're looking to expand, maybe go to an actual podcast or you know, it's all, it's basically, we just post conservative related content, um, current events, stuff like that. All right. Well, why don't we, uh, get right into, uh, the news? All right. So first of all, this week, this has dominated the news. Um, the killing of George Floyd. So, uh, for those who are unaware this week, uh, George Floyd, an African-American man, a video came out of him uh, being choked by a police officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota, named uh, Derek Chauvin. Uh, the video showed him being choked for eight minutes, saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. He eventually died. Um, this uh, video has caused, uh, has sparked major outrage uh, from the public. Uh, many people are protesting uh, throughout the country uh, and also throughout other countries right now, there there have been some protests in England uh, over the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and uh, this has also led to some riots as well. Uh, many riots, many people have claimed that their store has been destroyed because of the Black Lives Matter riots over Derek Chauvin. I should note not all of the riots, not all of the protests are uh, violent. Many of them have been peaceful. Uh, but as of the moment, right now, there are a lot of riots as well. Many are peaceful. Uh, many are also including riots. Um, in On top of that, uh, right now, uh, Donald Trump is has been getting mixed reactions to his response to um, to uh, the uh, to the killing of George Floyd. Um, many people have been uh, praising Donald Trump, saying that he's taking aggressive action. Other people have said that he's abusing his power and mistreating the death of George Floyd. Uh, right now, uh, what Trump is doing, Trump came under fire 
after he uh, took a photo in front of a church that was burned uh, because of the George Fo- because of the riots. Um, Trump came under fire because uh, apparently the Secret Service cleared the area for him to uh, to stand in front of the church and take the photo. Uh, Trump has been saying that he uh, has Trump has said that he is uh, was unaware that the Secret Service had to clear the area, um, but he still has been facing a lot of backlash for that. Uh, some he's also received mixed response, uh, a mixed response for his reaction, uh, for his uh, handling of the crisis in terms of him, uh, in terms of him deploying the military or threatening to deploy the National Guard uh, into cities that aren't able to handle um, what's going on. In his opinion, uh, so he's gotten some mixed reaction. Uh, this has become a divisive topic. Um, Jack, what are your thoughts on uh, the protests that have sparked since the death of George Floyd? Uh, for sure. There's just a lot, like you said, there's a lot that's going on. And, I mean, my, my views are pretty uh, non-popular on the topic. The protest, um, as I'm a very big believer in, you know, your freedom of speech, you know, freedom to peacefully assemble. So I'm, I'm all for them. Although I do not agree with the movement, or I don't, I'm not a Black Lives Matter activist or anything, and I don't agree with the movement, I do support their freedom of speech, so I don't condemn them for protesting. Uh, what I don't like is the rioting. Of course, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand what rioting uh, does at all, and I certainly. Uh, don't like how I've been seeing a bunch of videos of basically um, Caucasian Americans or like Americans kneeling before um, these uh, the Black Lives Matter movement or activists. Uh, I don't think that we should be apologizing for a race since we don't have any um, uh, control over it. When I'm born, I didn't have to be a certain color, so I don't understand why that's happening. You know, you see a bunch of these people uh, that are rioting, leaving, destroying businesses, um, beating up innocent people, like, straight to the death. You see the news, the way that they cover it is not been very uh, well done. They, I mean, it's not surprising to me, to say the least, but and like I said, I, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with them. I support their uh, right to protest peacefully, but it seems like it hasn't been very peaceful in most of the areas. And one thing that I will say is that a lot of conservatives have actually said that they support the protest, uh, they support the movement, and basically say that if you do not agree with the movement, then you don't care about black lives. And that is a very dangerous thing to say, and it's a really horrible um, ideology. Uh, 
Donald Trump uh, now seeing an approval rating drop uh, after amidst the current protests uh, against the death of George Floyd. Uh, according to a Reuters poll taken from June 1st to June 2nd, 2020, President Trump's approval rating has plummeted to 40%. Uh, according to an IDM slash TIPP poll uh, held between May 31st and June 3rd, Donald Trump's approval rating dropped to 42%. Uh, according to an Emerson uh, College poll, his, his approval rating is at 43%. And according to... An NPR slash PBS poll, President Trump's approval rating is now at 42%. Uh, what are your thoughts on Donald Trump's uh, approval rating slipping? Uh, to be honest with you, it's not surprising to me since, one, me included, um, I was very disappointed at uh, how late uh, his response was. It did take him a while to make a response, and it wasn't, I mean, I, I, I always see that the polls would go down. Since one, uh, every major city in the whole U.S. is was uh, practically burning to the ground. Uh, as we see the rioters uh, getting more angry, uh, and then we see a bunch of people, right and left, both. Um, some sure you saw all the people on the throne border posting uh, the black flares to support Black Lives Matter. I mean, you see all this, and for some reason, all this is targeted towards Trump. Uh, which would definitely hurt him. And then for more of the uh, conservative people who are, that agree that the national law should be deployed, it took him a while to do that. Since he was the law and order candidate, it took him a while to actually show he was the law and order candidate. So the polls going down wasn't surprised to me, but also the polls are, although some polls have been historically accurate for many years, uh, the polls don't, directly correlated to the national election because it's all about uh, voter turnout. And as we know, the voter turnout for young Americans is like 19%, I believe, which is drastically low. So I don't really know if that's going to correlate to the national election. But, I mean, my opinion is I, I don't I don't see how Trump loses. It's in my mindset, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised if he did. All right. Uh, well, um Speaking of which, uh, right now, uh, the betting odds uh, have flipped against Donald Trump. Now, for those who are unaware, uh, you can bet, there are online sites where you can bet on who the next president uh, of the United States will be. Um, since early 2019, when the betting odds opened up, Donald Trump led uh, throughout uh, all of the polls in terms of who people thought would win the 2020 presidential election. However, those have recently flipped. Uh, since Donald Trump's approval rating plummet and since the uh, protests against Derek Chauvin, uh, Donald Trump's, uh, the majority of uh, betting uh people who are in the betting business uh, are betting on Joe Biden winning the presidency uh, rather than uh, uh, rather than Donald Trump. What are your thoughts on uh, Donald Trump uh, losing in the betting odds now to Joe Biden? Well, I honestly do not think that the betting odds have any correlation to the national poll. And like I said, Previously, it's not surprising to 
story uh so donald trump has faced backlash for his covid19 response uh now from members of his own party uh right now uh one of donald trump's own uh cabinet mem- former cabinet members is now coming out and attacking him former defense secretary jim mattis uh, wrote wrote a scathing statement attacking Donald Trump for his use of military pers- uh, for his use of the National Guard uh, in the current uh, situation to deal with the George Floyd protests, uh, the George Floyd Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, in his statement, Mattis said, "Quote: When I joined the military some fifty some fifty years ago, I swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution." Never did I dream that t- that troops taking that same oath would be ordered under any circumstance to violate the constitutional right of their fellow citizens, much less to provide a bizarre photo op for the elected commander-in-chief with military leadership standing alongside. Uh, Donald Trump attacked uh, uh, Mattis for his statement uh, let me see if I can pull it up right now. Um, uh, Donald Trump saying in a uh, statement. Uh, hold on. I just had it up a second ago. Hold on. Oh. Yeah, Donald Trump saying in a statement on Twitter, saying, quote, probably the only thing Barack Obama and I have in common is that we both had the honor of firing Jim Mattis, the the world's most overrated general. I asked for his letter of resignation and felt great about it. His nickname was Chaos, which I didn't like, and changed it to Mad Dog. Uh, What are your thoughts? Oh, and in addition to that, uh, other Republicans have also been attacking Trump. Uh, Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski has said that she's not sure if she can support Donald Trump in the year 2020. Donald Trump has sa- said that he will vow to campaign against her uh, when she runs for re-election in the 2022 uh, Senate race. What are your thoughts on uh, Jim Mattis attacking Trump? And what are your thoughts on... Lisa Murkowski attacking Trump and Trump's response to them. Well, first off, I've always been, uh, I've always said that if Trump would, you know, not tweet as much as he did, or honestly, if he tweeted 50% of what he did now, uh, there would be no questions asked. 
media bashed him uh, when Obama beat him out. Uh, and then as far as Buddy from Alaska, uh, have it heard. Have it, that's the first time I've heard about her bashing Trump. And it's honestly not surprising to me that Trump said that he will vow to um, campaign against her for her re-election. That doesn't really surprise me. Um, a, a misconception that a lot of people have about me is that I am a Trump cheerleader. And uh, I'm not saying that you thought that, of course, but I mean, he, every, he has his thoughts just like everyone else has his fault. But as far as the COVID 19 response in general, anybody can look at it now and say that there are things that someone could have done better. But as far as in the present time when he was making decisions, I believe he did a, about as good of a job as he could in the present time. Because if I looked at right now, I, I mean, we could all have um, theories that would probably help to save more lives as we look back. But you can't look back when you're in the present. And you know, he was making all these things, like when he did the travel ban and stuff like that. Um, that was Those were big, uh, big victories for Donald Trump. But yet, uh, no one likes to talk about it. But yes, like I said, when you look back in the past, you can always find some things that you could do better. And you can, I mean, you can use that for anything, for football, for example, just because I like football, I guess. I mean, if you play a football game, you the next week you go and you look at the face, right? You look at the reported face, so you look at what you did wrong so you can prove on. So anybody gonna, that is going to target Trump for something that he could have done better, I mean, it's just kind of like you can say that about anything, and it doesn't really have any um, stronghold when it comes to someone's stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, well, let's move on to the next story. So Joe Biden is expanding his polling lead over President Trump. Uh, new polls have shown that Joe Biden's lead over President Trump has expanded in the polls. According to a Monmouth University poll uh, conducted between May 28th and June 1st, Joe Biden has an 11 point lead over President Trump. According to a CNBC poll uh, conducted from uh, May 29th to May 31st, Biden has a seven-point lead. According to an Emerson College poll held from June 2nd to June 3rd, Biden has an has a six-point lead. Uh, and according to an NPR slash PBS poll, Biden has a seven-point lead over President Trump. According to the RCP average, Donald Trump, uh, Joe Biden currently holds more than a seven-point advantage over the President of the United States. What are your thoughts on Joe Biden's polling uh, expansion lead? Um, well, I said most of the time for it's not very surprising that it is going up. And again, I'll say that um, polls don't really reflect the outcome of the national election as we could see in 2016. Um, and to be honest, all these numbers that are coming in is, I can't, I would be lying if I didn't say it wasn't a little scary um, because I'm scared that if Biden is elected, and I'm not saying this in a mean derogatory fashion, I just, I'm just what I see and when I listen to him, I don't know if he's mentally capable of the hardest job known to mankind. Uh, and it's very scary to see uh, someone who doesn't even know he's running for the president of the United States to have this much of a lead uh, going into an election, period. Uh, and the way that a lot of people, I feel like most of the people who are going to be voting Biden aren't voting Biden based on 
he believes in, but moreover, they just intrinsically hate Trump. And that's another scary thing. That they're going to, and um, of course, that's my opinion, and we're all entitled to. All right. Uh, well, let's move on uh, to the next story. Uh, so Joe Biden has officially uh, clinched uh, the Democratic nomination and has officially become the Democratic nominee, the presumptive Democratic nominee, I should say, uh, for president of the United States. That's right. Joseph uh, yes, Joseph Robinite Biden Jr. has officially uh, obtained enough delegates uh, to become uh, the Democratic Party nominee. Now, uh, he, he won't officially be the nominee until uh, the Democratic National Convention uh, in uh August, but he is officially the presumptive nominee because he did get the required number of delegates. Back in March, we reported that Biden had become the presumptive, the de facto presumptive Democratic nominee after the last remaining Democratic candidate, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, withdrew his candidacy and endorsed Biden. But now Biden has officially uh, clinched the uh required number of delegates to become the presumptive Democratic nominee for president. What are your thoughts on uh, Joe Biden becoming the presumptive nominee for the Democratic Party for president in 2020? Um, well, it, it definitely wasn't surprising uh, to hear that he is now the official candidate running for the Democratic Party, but um, it, it was kind of funny uh, to see that the Democrats are labeled as this uh, very diverse group in this uh, and uh, very progressive group, but yet they uh, take a old white man who basically every day you see on the news or anywhere on social media where uh, old white men are hated by the Democrats, uh, and they had multiple uh, multiple minorities run for office uh, and women. Uh, a male and woman uh, that ran for the FAA chose the most Washington political uh, candidate out of all of them, which was really funny to me because the party's based on based on youth and diversity, which Biden is neither. Um, and it's honestly really scary to see how he could have so much support um, based on his um, mental uh, health. All right. Uh, well, with that being said, let's move on uh, a little uh, ways away from the 2020 election. Uh, so this week, uh, Arkansas, uh, the New York Times has come under fire uh, after they released an op-ed written by uh, Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, Tom Cotton um, uh, is... Uh, wrote an article called Send in the Troops. This was an op-ed where he advocated for deploying the military and the National Guard uh, to deal with the protests. Uh, many New York Times uh, staffers uh, had uh, expressed, uh, uh, expressed uh, anger over the fact that uh, the New York Times would allow Cotton to release his op-ed. Uh, right now, the editor-in-chief of the New York Times is standing by this, saying that uh, it was right. Uh, he's saying that um, 
uh, right now, um, he believes that even though he doesn't agree with Tom Cotton, he has to let his view be heard. What are your thoughts on the controversy over Tom Cotton's op-ed in the New York Times? I think it's um, ridiculous how, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure a lot of the uh, employees from the New York Times are like protesting in a way this piece and saying that his uh, voice basically shouldn't be heard. Um, and it's not surprising that uh, these left-wing biased mass media production, uh, they silence views that they don't want to hear. And so it's not very surprising that this is happening to Tom Cotton. All right. Um, well, with that being said, let's move on. So there were some key primaries this week. Um, many of them uh, for U.S. Senate uh, and for other positions uh, in uh, two crucial U.S. Senate races, there were primaries. One was in uh, Iowa, uh, where uh, where Joni Ernst, uh, a Republican senator, is defending her seat uh, in uh, in the U.S. Senate. She's hoping to win re-election. She has a tough challenge. Uh, the Democrat who won the nomination uh, was real estate executive Teresa Greenfield. Teresa Greenfield will go up against Joni Ernst uh, in November in the uh, in the Iowa Senate race. She is hoping to flip that seat for the Democrats. Also in the Montana Senate race, uh, right now, um, Steve Bullock, the governor of Montana, won the Democratic nomination uh, to go up against incumbent Senator Steve Daines. Um, he is hoping to unseat Daines in November. Um, that is a traditionally Republican state, but it has elected Democrats in the past. Bullock is hoping his popularity as governor will help him win. Uh, in addition to that, uh, well-known Iowa Republican Congressman Steve King has lost his primary. Uh, Steve King was well-known for controversial statements he made last year. Uh, he narrowly won re-election, uh, even though the Iowa Republican Party denounced him and refused to endorse him. He lost his primary this year. What are your thoughts uh, on all of this? On this certain topic, I'm not uh, very informed on, um, but these are, this year is a, you know, uh, pretty scary time for Republicans uh, because of the fact about right now how a lot of the country is kind of uh, mad at the president, right and left, and uh, like right wing and left wing politically. Um, and so these speaks are very important because um, just now, if we do end up losing uh, the Senate, this is going to make, and Trump wins re-election, which isn't certain, then we could be a very, very bad uh, next four years. Uh, basically, if we think this four years was bad, imagine having a whole Congress that is uh, majority Democrat. Because right now, we know a lot of the stuff that's going on in Congress is hard to get through because we have the House and Senate that are always um, seems to be an excite. Um, and another thing, if the Senate goes uh, to uh, majority 
see the Republicans winning the House, so winning back the House. So I do feel like if Biden wins and the Senate is split to Democrat, uh, Democrat majority, then we could see the next four years everything that uh, conservatives have loved that Trump has done will most likely um, be either thrown in the garbage or new policies will come into play um, since the Democrats could possibly have um, both the House and and Senate uh, as well as the presidency. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, move on to the next story. So speaking of primaries, uh, longtime New York Congressman Elliot Engel could be in trouble potentially. Uh, Elliot Engel is a New York congressman. He's served in that seat since the 1980s, uh, and since 1989, I believe. Uh, however, he could be done after this year. Uh, Engel has a tough primary challenger. Uh, he has a progressive challenger. Um, and he recently got in trouble after attending a protest in George Floyd's favor. Engel said uh, to a colleague, not knowing he was on mic, uh, that he wouldn't be attending the protest if he didn't have a primary challenger. This has, uh, he's come under fire for this, uh, so much so that Nancy Pelosi has come out and endorsed Elliot Engel. Uh, what are your thoughts on this controversy? Although, I will, first off, I will say that I'm not surprised that he's doing it for political reasons, and I'm not And to say that he's the only one and backing and targeting this guy is totally deleting from the fact that um, multiple Democratic or uh, Democratic politicians from Washington or any state are also using these protests as political gain, um, whereas. Um, you can see Joe Biden going to George Floyd's funeral, uh, and if, if, if you can't see that as a uh, political tactic, then I don't know what is, um, because I mean, these people, they'll go to George Floyd's uh, funeral, but they won't go to any of the African-American deaths that are um, that have happened because of protests. All of these uh, all of these politicians that are going to these protests aren't going for the right reasons. Well, I won't say all of them, but the majority of them are not doing this for all the right reasons. Um, they're doing it strictly for political gain and because they want to stay in Washington. All right, uh, let's move on then. Uh, so, uh, Right now, uh, the jobs report for the month of May uh, came out, and it looked much better than anyone expected. Uh, it was estimated that 8 million jobs would have been lost in the month of May. However, the jobs report officially reported in May, in the month of May, that 2.5 million jobs were gained. Uh, as a result, stocks were also up in the stock market. Uh, the Dow saw a saw major gains in the uh, yesterday and in the month of May. Uh, Donald Trump has been touting uh, these numbers um, right now. Uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, gave a speech in the Rose Garden, uh, praising the jobs numbers. Uh, he also incited George Floyd, saying 
that George Floyd is hopefully watching down, smiling at this great day, according to the president. What are your thoughts on uh, on the jobs gains for the month of May? The jobs gains for the month of May is a huge milestone. Um, it's honestly amazing to see. Um, it's not surprising to me that uh, the so-called experts got another huge um, projection wrong because over the past, I don't know, three and a half months, four months, we've seen these quote-unquote experts pretty much everything uh, wrong. And so it wasn't surprising to me that the job the job was uh, better than they predicted for the month of May, but no one could have saw this coming. I mean, 2.5 million, it's actually 2.51 million jobs added. I mean, that's insane. Then we see the, like you said, the Dow jumped tremendously. I mean, I believe uh, our stock market was at 27 I can't remember, uh, but I mean, the, the stock market is on the rise again. Um, now, I don't think that this is, um, uh, it's not, I don't believe that it's just going to stay on a steady incline um, because there's still a bunch of chaos going on. But I mean, as far as jobs go, I mean, that's, I mean, 2.5 million, 2.5, 1 million jobs added. I mean, I mean, everyone right now, I mean, that should be all over the news. I mean, that's just like insanely good news. All right. Uh, so let's move on to the next story. So uh, right now there is an anti-lynching bill uh, in the U.S. Senate, uh, which is, which Democrats have been heavily uh, been pushing. Right now, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul has said that he will block the bill. Uh, he received backlash from two senators, uh, California Senator Kamala Harris and New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, for his efforts. What are your thoughts on the anti-lynching bill uh, and it being blocked by Rand Paul? Uh, for sure. Um, if you actually watch the whole um, quote-unquote debate, I guess, um, it's not, for one, the bill uh, will have unintended consequences because it's not very... Uh, specific, and it's not talking about just lynching. And um, and Paul's, uh, I mean, his, his like rebuttal to it is uh, another bill that is strictly towards lynching. Um, and he actually made a reference to the bill saying that uh, we shouldn't be giving uh, if someone slaps another person on the wrist, we shouldn't be giving them ten years in prison. And he is a very respected. Um, politician when it comes to, um, you know, um, police and uh, criminal reform and criminal justice reform. I mean, he's proposed 22 district bills uh, that is include, including uh, co-sponsoring uh, bills as well. Uh, so he, he knows a lot about what he's talking about. And if you watch the whole debate, I guess you would say, with Kamala Harris and uh, the representative from New Jersey or New York. Uh, Cory Booker. Yes. And they, their whole entire point, uh, which isn't surprising, is strictly based on emotion. And they made it clear that it would be such a fundamentally good thing if it, the bill was passed on George's funeral, on the George Floyd uh, funeral day, uh, which just goes to show how all this is built up as emotion and political gain. Um, and they just let it out right there. But no one seems to be talking about that. 
Um, it seems like with pretty much everything that goes on, it, um, the flames, the light, are not uh, having any sympathy or emotion towards a certain subject just to get their uh, views uh, across. And it's really, it's really sad and dangerous, to be honest with you. So I am, I do agree um, that Representative Paul uh, is right in the sense that the bill does have unintended consequences and it's not a well good bill, uh, to be honest with you. All right. So the uh, Republican National Convention has been moved. Uh, the convention was originally scheduled to be held in August uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. However, that will no longer be the case. Uh, right now, President Trump, uh, the Republican uh, National Committee has announced that Trump will not uh, accept the nomination there. That's after Donald Trump uh claims that uh, Democratic North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper failed to meet his demands when it came to the capacity rate they wanted at the convention. Uh, uh, Cooper uh, refused to give them full capacity, so Donald Trump has confirmed that he will not be there. Uh, Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has expressed uh, interest in potentially excuse me, having the convention held in Florida uh, eight years ago when Mitt Romney was the Republican nominee for president in 2012. He accepted the nomination in Florida. Um, right now, it appears as though uh, that nothing is confirmed, however. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this? Um, well, I will say that I don't understand why why the governor wouldn't let him have full capacity since he um, doesn't think that um, the protests uh, across the nation are having any harm. Because you don't hear about anybody saying that he's protesting a sick coronavirus. But, uh, of course, if it's anything to do with Donald Trump, you know, it has to do with coronavirus. So it's just a double standard, again, uh, that I don't agree with. Um, but respectively, I don't. It doesn't really uh, have a big, big effect on me where it is, um, where he accepts his nomination from, to be quite frank. All right. Uh, well, that about wraps up uh, what we have to do this week, or, or that about wraps up our show this week. Uh, thank you again for joining me. Do you want to, uh, is there any uh, place you want to tell people where they can listen to your podcast or follow you on social media before we go? For sure. Um, uh, I'm basically only on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Y'all can find me at the dorm room talk, all one word. Um, And of course, thanks for everybody tuning in. It was a a good good discussion and good talk. Thank you again for joining me, Jack. For sure, man. Hey, everybody. I'm Dylan. Do you ever feel that some of the reviews you read about movies are just too vague? Do you want the various factors of a film actually broken down from acting to cinematography? Well, on my podcast, Cine Study, a film analysis podcast, we break down all kinds of movies into their components for discussion. Movies from Marvel blockbusters to more artistic pieces. Enjoy extended analysis episodes on films including La La Land, Jaws, and Elf, where you're taken through all the aspects of a film that lead to a successful final product. Listen to quick mini-reviews, or have every Pixar movie ranked from worst to best. Whatever your film taste may be, CineStudy is there to explore it. Check out CineStudy today for film talk wherever you listen to podcasts.